the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, I have a couple of spoilers for you from the Feast of Hemlock Vale Investigator expansion, which will be released in the new year. I am joined by my co-hosts over at the Great Old Ones Gaming Podcast, Nate Lost in Time and Space, the Innkeeper Vase Odin from the Twisted Tentacle Inn, and Nathan Early from the Arkham Horror LCG Society of Lighthouse Keepers Facebook group. A big thank you to FFG for providing the spoilers to all the content creators out there. Obviously, there are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before I get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock! If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Coleman Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. We are going to start things off with a Guardian card. This is Guided by Faith. It is a two-cost event with a willpower and uh, intellect skill icon, spirit, and blessed trait. Investigate. You may use your willpower instead of your intellect for this investigation. Before revealing chaos tokens for this test, add two bless tokens to the chaos bag. If a bless or elder sign token is revealed during this skill test, discover one additional clue at your location. Thoughts about uh, Guided by Faith? Well, I didn't realize that Vase did uh, portrait art for, for Arkham cards now. That's, cl <laughs> that's clearly, clearly Vase. I, I pose for that sometimes, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I but I mean, that. like, it, it's such a you card, right? Like, you, you're you a big fan of Blessing, Blessing Curse stuff and Elder Sign stuff. Mateo, I mean, come on. There's definitely a reason they gave us this card. Yeah, no question. It feels a little, I don't know, it feels a little clunky, I think. Like, there's a lot of steps to it. Well, I mean, you add, you add two Bless tokens, and then, you know, if you reveal a token, you get an extra clue. It's not terrible. <laughs> That sounds like somebody who's a secretly a cultist would say. Like, do we really need to add blessed tokens to the back? <laughs> Man, we should skip that step. Because <laughs> you add, I mean, if you added a bunch of tokens already prior to playing this card, then there, the likelihood of you pulling a token is pretty high. Because you have to pull it, like, in this... You're only going to get the extra clue if you pull a token. If this is the first time that you're adding blessed and cursed tokens, the chances of that happening are pretty slim. Depends on the scenario, too, like... There are more tokens in certain scenarios than others. So this could be more useful in scenarios where the bag is a lot smaller. But it's it's basically a crapshoot, it feels like. One of the keys is using willpower instead of uh, you know, intellect. So Yeah, which is which I think is pretty big because Guardians I mean, have what... a lot of boost to willpower, but they don't have a lot of boost to intellect. I think that's mostly what I would play it for is to get you know to use that willpower and then if i get the extra clue then that's like gravy you know mm -hmm. you're not playing it for for the potential to get the extra clue because it's still random i mean mateo could do it right because mateo could hey, like yeah. get the elder sign whenever he wants yeah fair yeah so it'd be an automatic extra clue so that's that's a good point that's what makes mateo great uh, are we going to talk about the tentacles in the room on this one? Do, do you see the uh, the tentacles coming out of the water in the background? He has every right to be clutching that cross. I'm just saying. That's true, yeah. Yeah, if you look by the skill icons there, you can see them. I heard something. 
Mm-hmm. Is this in Venice? Yes, I think it is. Ooh. Some nice tie-in with some of the side scenarios, too. That's cool. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Another reason to play the card. Dramatic. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think about this card, Man from Lang? Like uh, Vase was saying, it is a bit of a crapshoot. I think you're really playing this for the willpower, to use your willpower instead of your intellect for this investigation. Because if you're playing this for the first time and just adding two blessed tokens, the odds that you're actually going to draw a bless or an elder sign is pretty slim. So discovering one additional clue at your location is going to be rare. If you're playing in multiplayer and you've got several people filling the bag, then obviously your chances of getting that additional clue are much, much higher. But I think most of the time you're basically paying two to get two plus tokens and to use your willpower, which isn't bad by itself. I'm just not sure uh, which guardian would... uh, would like this although it does have spirit so of course somebody like calvin could play this mm-hmm. blessed so father mateo can play it obviously there's uh sister mary is a guardian who's gonna who could play this if she wants to add more tokens to the bag so there are quite a few investigators who can pick this up but i think if you're just sort of playing your traditional i'm gonna kill stuff guardian you're probably not going to have the resources to play something like this Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of scene of the crime in in that regard. Like it, it fills a similar role, or it's like with scene of the crime. It's like there's probably going to be an enemy on a location at some point, so you're you're more than likely going to trigger that to get an additional clue. Whereas this, you're playing it for a different but slightly similar reason. I think in solo, it's not that bad, honestly, to pay two to get two blessed tokens and potentially get like a plus two to an intellect like that's pretty good i think and there's there's plenty of guardians now that do have higher willpower so that's mm-hmm. well willpower that tends to be one of the guardians higher like it's willpower combat right they tend to be mm-hmm. have the highest so i don't know how often you're really going to get a huge bump it's probably of more interest to people who are sort of either off-class guardians or some of the weirder investigators who can either trigger off of spirit or blessed mm-hmm. traits who might uh, might benefit more from it what if this was what if this had two willpower pips oh would, man would this card think, would be really good at that point would, do you think it'd be it's still recosted man from lang no if it had two willpower icons it's definitely better but i agree i mean that's the problem we've had with a lot of these cards is they end up with you know a willpower and an intellect or a willpower and a combat and yeah, I think if you're, I mean, it, de- it really depends on what type of guardian you're playing. If you're playing a traditional guardian who's using guns and stuff like that and weapons and is fighting, I don't think you're going to have the space for this. But if you're playing somebody like Sister Mary or Father Mateo or somebody who can really leverage those, you know, wants extra blessed tokens in the bag, then, you know, adding two and then possibly getting a little bit of a boost on your investigate test and then possibly getting a second clue out of the deal isn't that yeah. bad i i might be a little reluctant to play this early because i i probably want that extra clue even though i think that's that's probably just the the cherry on top rather than the main reason you're playing this card yeah i i think to the point on skill icons on a card like this is that blessed tokens i feel kind of 
take a similar role to skill skill icons, right? Where it's like you get a bless bless token and that gives you a a boost to your skill anyway. So I find that in bless decks you don't really need a ton of skill icons because you're you're more relying on the boost from the bag than you are like playing skill icons because you tend to take plays a faustian bargain and then you're like what well right before my my spell (laughs) i mean even at that point it's like you know they kind of they balance each other out so it's it's not the end of the world really at at that point so i don't know it's i think it's pretty good any uh final thoughts on guided by faith no other than maybe it's a card that i would put one copy of in a deck i would never put two well it's it's one of the things we've talked about on the reviews on this channel is quite a bit is sort of these utility cards have a tough time finding a home in a lot of decks and there's so much competition these days for for those event slots that it's uh harder for cards like this to find a home in index and so especially when you when it's competing against cards like scene of the crime but you know this is primarily going to be used if you're playing if you are playing a blessed deck so we haven't seen a whole lot of extra events for that type of deck so i think this might have an easier time finding a home in those decks and i would use it for if i played carnival of horrors absolutely it's too thematic not to Mm mm-hmm and it's pretty good in that scenario, yeah. too, actually. I do have one more thing I want to say, man, from Lang. So the elephant in the room that we haven't mentioned is the return of the blessed card, of the blessed cards. I think that is something that we weren't sure if they were going to come back. And we did like the bless and, and curse mechanic as one of the best new mechanics for the game when they first were introduced. And I'm really glad that they're bringing it back, even though we all kind of feel this card is rather mediocre. It's really nice to see that they're expanding it and they're bringing back Bless and Curse. So those decks that were kind of set in stone now have a few more options. Yeah, primarily for this card, you're going to be looking at Guardians and Survivors are going to be the ones interested in this. And then, of course, you've got the the Mateo decks and then I believe the new Mystic Investigator also deals with the Bless and Curse mechanic. So he may be... Uh, interested in this card as well the next card is another guardian card this is hold up it is a one cost event with a combat and agility skill icon tactic and trick traits parlay choose an enemy at your location and an item asset in your hand perform a fight action against the chosen enemy if you succeed instead of dealing damage play the chosen asset reducing its cost by each point you succeed by Thoughts about uh, hold up? I'm pretty sure the guy in the art is a deep one. You, you cannot <laughs> convince me of that. I mean, look at his eyes, man. He's got those beady eyes. There's also a decent chance he's crapped his pants. Man, I had no idea you just mentioned that. That's hilarious. Fitting, like especially with the flavor text. He's like, uh, hands where I can see you, man. It's interesting, but you think it's like just a bit niche? I think so. I mean, cheating cards into play is it's pretty cool. I mean, there's Obviously, uh, people who who uh, play rogues know a lot about cheating items into play and things like that. But I feel like even though Guardians don't have a lot of cards that let you do that, again, this feels you have to take several steps just to cheat a card into play. You have to pay one, use a card in your hand, take a fight action, and then succeed by more than just zero in order to reduce the cost. So if you paid one for the event and succeed by one, you're 
you can play the card for free, so you you gain a little action economy, but you're not dealing damage, so you're not really gaining it. It's, it's so weird. I it reminds to be so me of um, Unearth the Ancients, the Seeker card that's kind of similar, that like you would investigate, and then depending on like how much you succeeded by, you could play a Seeker asset from your hand. It feels very similar to that. Except that Seekers get a lot more help in terms of boosting their intellect for investigation, right? Mm -hmm. I feel I feel like fight is generally something that's a little bit harder because enemies' fight values can be so varied. Mm -hmm. where, and and I mean, I could be wrong, but then also you're I mean, you're performing a regular fight action. So as a as a seeker, when you're playing those cards, generally your your intellect is boosted by items and play and things like that. When you're performing a fight action as a as a guardian usually you have a weapon right mm. you're not performing a fight action just with your raw combat and you generally don't have items in play that give you a permanent fight boost so even though it's similar i feel it's easier for the seekers because they do get those permanent intellect boosts and things like that whereas guardians generally don't so that fight action is going to be a lot harder Nate, it's remind like me, do they get the clue with Unearth the, the Unearth the Ancients? I think that's only with the upgraded version you also get the clue. Yeah, this one, uh, obviously the parlay action plays into what uh, the new rogue investigator Alessandra is is doing. So I assume she'll be able to take parlay cards, so she could take this. I don't think you're really gaining a whole lot here because you've got to pay one resource... You're performing a basic fight action. You're not dealing any damage. And then you're reducing the cost of the item that you played by the amount that you succeed by. So you need to succeed by how much? At least one, because you're already paying one. Mm -hmm. So then you need to succeed by at least two before you're actually getting a discount on the item. And then anything after that. So depending on the fight value of the enemy and your ability to fight, I don't know, what's, what is, I can't remember Alessandra's stat line, but she probably doesn't have a huge fight value. I think it's all threes. I could be mistaken on that. So how is she going to succeed by two or three? She probably isn't, but I think one thing that we are sort of missing about this card is that it allows you to play an item when you're engaged with an enemy. Which that is, is important. You're not and you, you might be willing to pay a resource in an action for that. But yeah. yeah, but again, this is one of those utility events, right? Like, what are you taking out of your events package to put this in your deck for that case where you're, where you're concerned? Yeah. Like, especially for somebody like Alessandra, who she is a rogue. Presumably she can play sleight of hand, which is, I think, better than this card. Probably, yeah. But, you know, dedicated guardians don't have an option like that. So, you know, maybe someone like Mark might want something like this if he gets caught up in a bind where he doesn't have a weapon in hand. I could see like There's a one of. That you have fight and not money because you're mm -hmm. not a money maker. So you're like, oh, okay, I'll use one action to finally get this into play. Mm hmm. It does have the tactic trait, too, so you can put it on stick to the plan. But, man, you bring up such a good point, Nate, about not having to take an attack of opportunity if, if you need to bring a weapon out. But the only investigator that I've had that issue consistently with is Carolyn Fern, where I only have two weapons in the entire deck. So I'm sometimes caught mm -hmm. off guard and get engaged with a creature, and I don't have a weapon in hand to deal with it. And she, her evade value isn't very high. 
so I have to depend on events and things like that. And I might have the usually I just use the meat cleaver for her. Mm-hmm. So finally, when I'll get it, I might it might be like, oh, I'm already engaged with the creature and I don't know what to do with it. So this would come in handy there. But Carolyn Fern, the problem is her fight action. She's probably not going to succeed by a high amount. And how does this interact with that? If I if I don't succeed, then I don't play the card, right? I don't get to play mm. the card. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I haven't found, like, playing Mark, let's say. You have a ton of weapons in that deck. You're most likely going to have a weapon out on turn one or turn two. So that's usually not going to be the case unless you're out of ammo or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know It's who, who this is for. It's like Man from Lang was saying maybe it's just meant for that new rogue investigator. But um, I just don't see it for... For anyone else other than niche cases, or like you said, stick to the plan, it's nice to have that ready to go in case of that rare instance happening with any other investigator. In general, Guardians don't make as much money as Rogues and and some other investigators. Most Guardians have around a four or a five, especially for like the, the, the monocolor. So, I mean, if you're sitting at a four or five fight and you're broke... You've been wanting to play something, and like Nate said, you've got the parlay ability to bring it in mid combat. I mean, I think it could be fun to play with. I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily a dead card. I genuinely could see a, like a one of use for it. Like you know, there are situations where you need dynamite blast, but then there are also situations where you yeah. never play dynamite blast. And I could definitely if see a, a situation where I would want a card like this. Especially because, like Nathan said, you know, Guardians don't have a lot of ways to get money. And, yeah, you have Ever Vigilant, which is a great card. Like, don't get me wrong. But that only gets you basically through turn one. And then when you need to reload, that can that can suck. And yeah. if you can, like, find a Whippoorwill or some pesky little annoying rats. enemy that you can... Or, like, a swarm of rats or something, right? Where you can use this on get your weapon out for a you know a bit of a discount that's that's not too bad i was gonna say the exact same thing nathan that's a really good point this card actually is better than i thought until you you know when you said that you opened my eyes here because guardians actually will probably use this not so much to cheat something into play but as a cost reduction tool which i think actually could be really useful for guardians who like you said are strapped for cash usually and it is we have been saying predominantly weapons but it is items so wilson richards who is the new guardian investigator is all about items and tools and whatnot and so having something like this that he can bring in an item or tool mid-combat and reduce the the price of it i think it, it, it is an interesting card in that you can either use it to cheat something in while you're engaged or you're using it to try to reduce the cost of something. It's kind of hard for me to not knowing all the fight values. And I mean, it will depend on Hemlock Veil as well to see like what the fight values of creatures are, because if the fight values are too high, then the chance of succeeding by X on this is going to be that much harder. So you're not really going to be saving the resources Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get this against a rats, okay, now you're cooking. But I think one other thing about this card too is that you don't have to be engaged with the enemy. So if the enemy has a loof or something like that, like a whoop or will, st- mm-hmm. you can still like 
target the enemy with hold up, which is nice. Or if it's engaged with another player. True, you can use this if if the enemy is engaged with somebody else to to save yourself some some money. As long as you can succeed by at least two. Man from Ling, you brought up Wilson Richards. I just want to point out again, especially for those of you that have read the additional investigators of Arkham, the fact that he came to Arkham, figured out that something was up, and then when he had his train ticket to get out of town, he's like, no, I'm going to stick around and see what I can do or see what needs to be done. I thought that's just so, like, different than a lot of the characters that were born and raised in Arkham and they really don't have a choice. So I appreciate that backstory. That and uh, Agnes Baker, the waitress, she's obviously, mm-hmm. she knows what's going on and, and sees behind the veil of sorts. So I just appreciate the backstory and I'm really looking forward to playing them. Honestly, just because of that reason, but I'm sure there's a lot of other fun reasons like you were mentioning. It is also worth mentioning that this has the trick trait, so somebody like uh, Rita could take this and uh, so you could maybe cheat your uh, track shoes into play. A lot of possibilities. It'd be fun to see what the community does with it. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.